what a promise from a God that cannot lie. And the scripture say he spoke, it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. And I want to say to you, brothers and sisters, God have commanded a blessing for you in Jesus name. And he know just what to do, amen, to bring us in line with him. All of this that we are going through right now is just so that we can know him more. You don't know if there has not been any experience. When David said, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, you have to realize in order for him to make that statement, he had to have gone through the valleys of the shadows of death. But he said, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I want to say to you, you have a God that loves you beyond what you are able to comprehend. Whatever God has laid to your charge, I'm challenging you tonight to reach out and make sure that you execute what he has put in your soul. You are made for this hour. You are made for this time. Everything that you have gone through up until now is to get you ready. Now the saints of God, it's time for us to shine in Jesus' name. Whatever come in your direction, you are more than a conqueror through Christ that loved you. Not just a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Can you say with me, I am more than a conqueror? Because the truth is, you are more than a conqueror through Christ that loved you. Amen. What a great and a marvelous God we serve. Amen. And so we are so happy tonight that we have the woman of God who is going to break the word of God. Haven't y'all been enjoying the teaching that she's been doing so passionately with fire and determination? That's what we need in a day and a time like this. It's no time to be playing around. Either we love him or we don't love him. And I tell you, the more I see, the more I love him. And the more he reveals himself to us. And we're just so grateful for him. And this time we're going to go to the throne of prayer. If you will pray, amen, for uh, our speaker tonight. And she's going to come forth and deliver to us the word of God. Let's be in prayer. Prayer change day. Father, it's in the glorious name of Jesus we come now. We come, Lord, on the behalf of your people. We ask you to bless them, put a garrison of protection around their mind. The Bible said that you have encompassed us with your angel. Give them charge to keep your people now in Jesus' name. Bless those that are out there on the front line who are making possible for us to be able to have medical attention and food and clothing. We ask you to bless them, put a garrison of protection about them and keep them safe in Jesus' name. You said no evil will come near their dwelling. Right now, cover with your blood, Lord. Cover with your blood in the name of Jesus and keep them safe now in Jesus' name. Bless us now, Lord, as we're about to go forth in the word of God. We ask for a special anointing for our uh, speaker on this evening. Bless her, Lord. Let her down in the deep treasures of your word. 
and let her bring forth the mysteries of Christ. And while she's bringing it forth, Lord, give us ears to hear and hearts to believe and feet and hands to work in Jesus' name. Bless us, Lord. Let the word explode in our hearts and let us be charged, challenged, and changed in the mighty name of Jesus, that we can be the sons and daughters that you've called us to be in this last dark and evil day, because we realize no darkness will ever be able to comprehend the light that God has given us. Bless now, we give you praise and glory in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, amen. Let us get ready now as we move forward to hear the word of God. I want you to make sure that you've got your listening on. Amen. Because faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Are y'all ready to hear something? All right, be praying as she shall come forth and bring the word of God. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone out there. It's so good to see you guys again. But I want to talk on the um, subject tonight of no more silence. No more silence. As we look on our world today, we see so much is going on. And my God, um, the family of George Floyd, I saw the mother on TV last night. And it's so heart-wrenching to see that people are just treated the way they are. Worse than animals, to see somebody actually go through something like that. And it's acceptable. But it kind of like went along with what I wanted to talk about is no more silence. No more silence. Either you're going to stand up for something or you're going to fall for everything. Yes. And it's important that you take your liberty in, in your hands and declare what, what you want and what you don't want to happen in your life. And we see that it's, you know, it's not just that he died, but look at the impact of his life on America, actually is internationally. Yes. His life touched people internationally. And I want you to see your life as being the same way. What happens to you happens to the world. So, uh, you know, because you have direct influence on a group of people. I don't care what the world is calling you. You call yourself yes. according to the word of God. So we're going to jump right in tonight. We're going to talk about no more silence. I had already, you know, started putting some stuff together. And I mean, man, this thing kind of hit me really hard. So all of these lessons have been kind of like a journey that I've been on since I've been inside. So I just want to sh share what, you know, God has put on my heart. So I want us to start by saying, you know, relationships, everything hinges on relationships. Yeah. I hope that somebody out there is pursuing a relationship. I hope that you are pursuing relationships, yeah. not waiting for people to knock on your door yes. or call you. I hope that you are pursuing a relationship. We're not, remember, we're not looking for perfect people, but we're looking for people that's going on the same road that we are going. Yes. And it's, it's as far as church is concerned, but we are there to be symbols for the world to show the glory and show what God is able to do in your life is if it's surrendered. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you just can't properly love if you don't love yourself. So, you know, a part of you loving your neighbor is learning to love yourself, learning to love your bill, learning to love your intuitions, learning to love those quirky ways about you, learning to love. So I want to talk about it. Let's let's look at a few scriptures first. So let's look at Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest command. So once we establish that relationship with Christ, then we're able to receive his love and love what he created. A second is equally important, equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is not number two. Is equally with loving God is loving your neighbors as yourself. Now you got to look at, do I love myself? Because I'm unable to love others until I can love myself. And then I want us to look at Proverbs 4.23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it comes the issues of life. Now, this is also issues is also translated as boundaries. So let's let's sum that word. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it comes the boundaries of life. So according to what you allow, what you keep quiet about, what you silently suffer from, you you have to go back and those become your boundaries in life. All right. Let's look at John 15 and 12. It says, this is my commandment. Love one another the way I loved you. The way I love you. Now, that's a whole nother level of love. To love me, to love, to give your best love to me when I have been a complete disappointment to you, when I did not bring value to the kingdom that day, but you still love me in spite of myself, in spite of what I called you, even when I, with my actions, called you a liar, God, you still love me with all of you. That is a loving God. Now, can we bestow that on the next person? But see, the work has to take place first individually before we try to do things corporately. We have to love ourselves. We have to you know what? It's not being cocky. It's being confident in the ability of God. That's what gives me my ability because I've lived long enough to know that I will fail. I will fail myself. I will disappoint myself. But when I realize what God can do in my life, then I just fall in love. Lord, now I'm just to the place. I'm so sick of fighting myself. I'm so sick of fighting what God is trying to do in my life. Now it's like, okay, Lord, it's all up to you. I'm going to make myself willing and available. And you start to like, oh Lord, you put that creative spin in me. Uh And even if somebody else is doing it, nobody can do it like you. So love the way you love your mind. Love the way you think. Love the way that you do things. Love the way, love that creative edge about yourself. Because then that's the only time you can appreciate others is when you really, really love yourself. And no, that's not selfish. The Lord told you to love yourself. Yes. First, 
So it's like you are the playground for your friends. Yes. If you can get you right, then you can you're able to love others. Yes. But until you get your own playground right, you're asking or demanding things from others that you don't even that you can't even offer yourself. Mm-hmm. So it takes some time to heal before God. Because you know, as a nation, you've probably been called some of everything. But when we allow what happened to us to continuously live, then we we start to be the victims of ourselves. We start to be the person that caused the offense. So it's so important for us to get to the place where we really, really, really love ourselves. We really love what God created in me. And, you know, you sometimes some of y'all have been so hard on yourselves like Mm -hmm. me and you have to say, Lord, Thank you for what you created. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. I accept what you're doing in my life. I love what you're doing in my life. And once you start to develop it, you're going to fall in love with the way God loved you and stop looking across this across the fence at what somebody else is doing. Show up for your greatness. We can't properly love other people until we love ourselves. Uh A part of loving yourself is setting boundaries. Setting boundaries. I get what I tolerate. Uh The way we think, we think others think. So if I filter some of my my heart out, I think that many Maybe it may not be returned. Uh All right. So I can't treat you right until I treat myself right. We are not powerless in our behavior. We have a choice. It does not matter what or who you are today. You are not powerless. We just came out of Pentecost and Pentecost told us that now a lot of y'all profess to be saved. So if we are saved, we definitely have power. Yes. Acts 1 and 8 say, but you shall receive power, the ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses, not just with your mouth, but with Uh your life in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the very bounds of the earth. And then we look at Romans 7, 15. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would that I do not, but what I hate, I do. So we see that it takes a dependency on God. You in your own might will keep failing. But when you get up and say, God, I can't do it without you. I need, when I get up there, I say, okay, Lord, Danielle is available to you. I need you to get in my hands. Show me what to write. I need your mind. Give me revelation. Give me knowledge. Help what I do be in line with what you're doing. You have to purposely get up every morning and invite God into your life. God, I need you. And when you show that dependency on God, God starts to fly doors open. He, he flies doors open. You will start to see what you what you prayed about materialize before your eyes because you understand that God, without you, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. And then we look at Psalms 51 and 6 and says, Behold, thou God desirest truth in the inward parts. 
What lies have you grasped as truth? The truth will make you free. So if you are bound today, you are believing a lie somewhere on the line. You took a lie as the truth. And when truth is in you, truth begets truth. Lies beget lies. And what you do is you try to justify lies with what's going on. But we live in a world with not just what we're going on. We see beyond what we see right now. There's a God that is waiting to do the impossible. It tells us that the one who is obedient to God, we don't rejoice in wrong, but we rejoice in the right. So when you feel like when, when that truth when that truth penetrates you, it cancels the lie. And you find yourself on a journey with God, giving up lies and replacing them with truth. Now you have to resolve in yourself to say, God, if you said it, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to take all of my energy and I'm going to believe it. I am not a mistake. I have a voice and it's time for me to speak. Yes. This is not something easy to do. You got to realize I'm 46. So for 46 years, some things have been a lie to me. And you know, as God starts to really reveal things about you and keeping silent was one of my lies. Mm-hmm. It was a lie to say that I had to be quiet to be accepted. Or I had to be quiet to blend in. Mm -hmm. But I'm realizing my voice is going to be louder than my sounds. If you are tired of being silent out there, put in that chat, I'm tired and I'm ready to speak. I'm tired and I'm ready to speak. In some situations, telling a lie or at least shading a lie, you know, we come so close to the truth, but the Bible says that deception is worse than a lie. It seems like we have to, you know, some people feel like, oh, I got to tell this. I can't tell the full truth or I will be rejected. In some situations, it almost seems impossible. Lying always has a motive. What is your motive for not speaking? What is your motive for not telling and speaking your truth? You know, healing takes place in the light. So everything that you want to keep secret and dark It's going to keep growing until it destroys you. Healing takes place in the light and the word gives light to dark places. So we got to take those situations, take your insecurities and let God speak to it. The soft emotions often hide inside behind our hard emotions. Uh Underneath any attack is often a sense of fear. stress, worry, and hurt. And it attacks us from an attempt to hinder us from actually achieving our goals. When people fear they cannot reach a value goal, they get angry. They might use anger to bluff others into into meeting their goals. So basically what you do is because you're afraid to open your mouth and you're afraid to walk in your greatness, you seek others that will achieve to, to, to destroy others that's actually doing that tug inside of you. So you have to be careful how you handle your insecurities. Insecurities belong to Jesus. 
Ain't nothing nobody else can do with it. You have to give those things to God. And you cannot live in intimidation and fear and lack. You can't do it. All right. So let's read Ephesians 4, 25 in the message. What this adds up to then is this. No more lies. No more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we are connected to each other after all. When you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. Yes, yes. When you lie to others, uh-huh. you end up lying uh-huh. to yourself. Yes. All right? So it's kind of like if I if I had arthritis on my in my knee and if it was raining and I told my knee, you don't hurt. Does it take the pain away? No. I am still in pain, even though I'm not telling the truth. Some of us are carrying leftovers from our childhood that left us with developmental issues. You know, it messed up your head. It messed up your outlook. But I'm telling you today, you have to use your resource. Salvation is available. It gives you power. Power. It gives you power. We cannot change our economy. We cannot change our government. We cannot change each other. The only thing we have the power to change is ourselves. That's within your power. So take ownership right now for the pain you have allowed to steal your life. Mm. Speak to yourself and apologize to yourself. (laughs) Apologize for smothering your greatness, for always second guessing yourself, for allowing the voices of others who didn't even care about you to govern every decision, for being dragged by the opinions of others, for not setting boundaries. Apologize to yourself. Their destructive ways won't work if you change your dealings with them. Yeah. I dare you to I dare to say people not doing anything have a stronger voice than God in our lives. People not doing anything. We've given them more attention and power than the power of God. So you always have to be aware of what you have the power to do. We feed too much into others' responses. Don't worry about who withdraws their acceptance because of your no. Open your mouth. We are dying trying not to hurt others. Let me explain the difference between help, hurt, and harm. Okay? So, I heard I, I read in a book about an author and he was telling about hurt and harm. Okay. So if you had a cavity and you went to the doctor and the doctor was drilling in your mouth to fix that cavity, the man asked him, Did it hurt? He said, Yes. He said, But did it harm you? He said, No. He said, Okay, so. While you were eating that candy, did it hurt you? He said, no, it actually tasted good. Mm -hmm. But did it harm you? He said, yes, it did. Uh So you got to look at your truth like this. I have to tell the truth whether it hurts you, but I'm going to do it in love so it doesn't harm you. You are responsible for telling the truth. Yes. Yes. 
The truth hurts. It always has. But you're not your 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 aim is not to harm them. Telling the truth helps them. So if you're not willing to tell somebody the truth, you're willing for them to actually spin and spiral out of control and sin. You have to be willing to hurt somebody to help them without harming them. Help, hurt, and harm. You got to know the difference. But your no may hurt somebody, but your no will help them and not harm them. The only person in the relationship you can control is yourself. Refuse to be controlled by others' behaviors. Say with me, love corrects. Even with Jesus, he says, those I love, I chasten. So even in in your life, those that you love, you must speak the truth. Open your mouth. Silence is overrated. Only receptive minds can know the truth and effectively navigate our shared reality. The truth is always liberating. Mm liberating if you want to be free today start speaking start opening your mouth and speaking the truth it leads to knowledge it leads to understanding it leads to wisdom and effective problem solving there can be freedom you can be free from enslavement of the deception and suffering. I guarantee you, if you practice keeping your mouth shut, you suffer just like I did. My God. The cruelest lies are often told in silence. Yes. Your approval can seal a person's bad behavior. You never looked at it like that. If I don't tell this person the truth, they can start to think that they're right. And it could seal them into a bad behavior. If we are not willing to stand up for it, we must be willing to live miserably with it. Mm -hmm. So tonight I encourage you, you make the decision. I either open my mouth or I either suffer in silence. I'm going to try something that I never tried before. I'm going to let you in on a little of the intimate, Danielle, just a little bit. Okay. You can't get through life without confrontation. If you want to remain free, Mm -hmm. no need to be upset with people who are predictable. Some people you know are not good for you, but you continue not to open your mouth and speak the truth. You deal with them. So I am a PK kid. As a child, it was understood that when something bad happens, you just stay quiet about it and you pray about it. It wasn't communicated, but it was understood because all four of us watched how our parents handle things. So it seemed to work for our parents and God seemed to be fixing everything, but it didn't work for me and it didn't work for some of my sisters. As a person, for me, growing up, even till in my 40s, the only way I communicated was through writing. I had a very, very, very violent temper, but I had a temper with no voice. Come on. So it got so bad. And most of the time when you're angry or it's misdirected anger, you end up taking it on the, on the person that's easiest that can take yes, it. Yes, yes. For me, that was my sister one day. 
playing Play-Doh or whatever. I was the one that chased my sisters with butcher knives. The ones that thought um, I would run away. I was also the one that put my sister's head through the wall. So you got to realize I'm not talking. The only person I'm writing to is me Mm -hmm. and it stays with me. But so I felt really bad about it. So, you know, I even when I got to school, I could stand up for myself. Not that anybody wanted to fight me. But one day this girl wanted to call me out of my name as a B. And I remember I said, don't call me that because that name always triggered something in me. It, it must was the devil. It was a time bomb. So I told her not to say it. And she said it. And I smacked her in the middle of the assembly at, while we was in an assembly and left my handprint in her face. So that's anger. That is violence. So, um, so I'm writing all these years and then I get married. I get married. The only way I can communicate with my husband is to leave him letters because that's the only way I know how to communicate is through letters. You suppress everything so you don't cause problems and you pray about everything. Was I really praying about everything? Then I have the question. So I'm writing letters to my husband. So he teaches me, Danielle, you have a voice. What's wrong? He was the person that made me sit down and literally tell him what was going on with me. So this was a whole nother life. Mind you, my commitment when I got married was... I want you to be the God. I want. I knew the God of my parents until I got married. And I voluntarily said, now God, I need to get to know you for myself. So when things happened to me, the only person I used to express myself to was Delmar. So I would get in the car and be like, didn't you see such and such? Did, why did they do that? And I'm going through all of this stuff with him. So then I noticed how he spoke his mind when he went to bed, every mm. night he went to bed with a clean heart, yes. clean mind. And I was like, I want that. This is why this lesson is so important to me because I am now an advocate of speaking out. Yes. I have learned through keeping silent that the inevitable will happen regardless. Yes. Yes. We have been, you know, we were in a situation. We've been in several situations together And we both vowed not to say anything. And, you know, this situation taught me that regardless to how long you keep your mouth shut, the inevitable will happen. We help this individual. We put clothes on their back. We put money in their pocket. We kept our mouth shut all through the time that we were working with them. And yet and still... Lies were told on us. So I was just like, Delma, I just can't keep doing this. And at the same time, I'm ignoring the person because I know that they have surmounting insecurities. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we purposely and passionately ignore what they're doing, try to overlook what they're doing to keep down on confusion. Mm -hmm. But the inevitable still happened. Apology. And and, and this is is the thing. Mm Sometimes we didn't do anything, but we were blamed for everything. But we still went and apologized. And, you know, when we went to apologize, it was you, you, you. And we're like, what? (laughs) So um, we're just we're 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 actually 
dumbfounded by the whole situation. So no doubt it hurts so bad when evil is spoken of you, when you, you put others needs above your needs and even the ones you didn't, even when you don't have it, you still put it out there. And here you stand with your mouth still closed. It's like pulling the clip off of a grenade and swallowing it. This is how you feel when your mouth stays shut. You pull the clip off of the grenade and you swallow it. And you hope that it never goes off. So me being being completely transparent, before COVID-19, I was completely depleted. Mm. Completely depleted. When I say completely depleted, I mean at nighttime, I was up for hours to the daybreak fighting to make sure I stayed in the right mindset. Mm. Mind you, while I was in the hospital fighting for my life, it was still people cooking up stuff, texting about stuff that was irrelevant, didn't even respect the fact that I was fighting for my life. And then God, you know, when when you called and chosen, God don't let up off you. He does not let up off you because he has a goal to get you to a certain place at a certain time. Uh So that was happening. And then I, you know, I, so then that happened. And then I, God was started. I was remember laying on my back one day and God just started picking my friends. He was like, that one is not for you. And I don't know how many of you out there, God has actually let you in on a conversation your enemies was having about you and told you what to watch out for and then made you pray about it. Yes, and yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, God is just, all I can say is God is complete, complete in thought. So when down my past, my discernment was heightened. And I remember one day I was at dinner with some people and my spirit actually left my body, hovered over the table. God did a download of a person and then my body went right back into my body. And I was like, wait a, wait a, wait a minute. But this is one of the nicest people I know. Well, my God, it unfolded. So I had to give God thanks even for that. I'm just telling you. But now Delmar is gone. Now what am I supposed to do when the only person that I was completely transparent but Because what I learned about when he passed was all of my words were guarded. Because I didn't want others to feel what I felt and I didn't want to be a burden in their life. So my language changed so that it was enough for them to for them to take or handle without them feeling burdened about my burdens. So every one of my words were guarded. See, if you never correct this is the thing about it. If you never correct anybody or set boundaries or say no or stand up for right, you will always be loved. Yes. It takes courage to say no. Stand up for a cause, even when you know the repercussions. Yeah, so now Delmar is gone. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? That was the only person that I communicated with. But, you know, through 
through, you know, through God's, you know, his revealing of things. Because one thing you got to do is you got to notice and you got to admit where you are. You have to open your mouth. So part of mine was opening up to a Christian counselor and I was able to say it. And when that stuff started coming up, everything was coming up. Damn, I came up. Yes, but this came up. That came up. This, I mean, it just started flowing. But what I never experienced freedom like that. To have everything come up out of me and to have somebody to point me back to the scriptures. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, I said, well, I said, well, doctor, you know, I said, you know, I thought this was about grief. And he said, yeah, he said it is about grief, but grief comes in many forms. And he said, sometimes he said, grief comes in many forms. And he said, you ever heard of the scripture? God won't put more on you than you can bear. I said, of course. He said, well, I want you to look at your journey as God is revealing to you the things that you suppressed Mm -hmm. and he's bringing it to the surface as you can handle it and give it up. So sometimes the things are happening in your life, but you're standing there like, God, what is going on? Uh It's those things that you refuse to open your mouth about. You have to speak. Mm -hmm. And now. Being a then some you know one of the biggest things was asking for what you need, even if it's space, you have to ask for what you need. And my thing, I was so far gone till I had to open my mouth. I remember running in my mom's room one day and I was like, I can't stop crying. If you know me, you know that that was huge. (laughs) That was my mom's eyes were so big, like I cannot believe this. But it was happening. And, you know, so from then I started learning how to talk, learning how to ask. And and some of my friends, I was just like, I can't go. You know, I I don't I don't feel like company. That was big for me just to say how I feel or what I needed. So I want you to start opening your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth, speak what you need. And so. Now I want to talk about the difference between denial and faith. Okay. So we speaking, right? We're supposed to be a body. According to that scripture, we're supposed to be a body and we're supposed to speak the truth. Speaking your truth, speaking truth. If somebody asks you how you're doing and you say fine and you're not doing fine, you are lying. That's called denial. And if it does not end in faith, it's not faith. That's denial. You are protecting an image that you want to that you want people to look in on you. Now, faith declares something and it believes something and it stands on something. So you may say I had a rough day, but at the end of the day, God is faithful. It's, it's still you acknowledging because you can be in denial about what's going on and nobody can help you as, as long as you are in denial. You can't receive the proper help if you're unable to ask for what you need. If you need love, you need love. Ask for it. If you need attention, ask for it. Use your mouth instead of your theatrics. Ask for what you need. This is going to be really hard for a lot of you because you are used to being quiet. You are used to going along, to get along, and all of your needs are just hanging in the balance. But I challenge you to speak what you need. There are so many things we need to unlearn.
Our culture is still has us underground, yeah. but we're underground yeah. internally. Yeah. My next level will require a different version yes, of me. Yes. My next level will require a different version of me. And that version has to be free. And it has to be able to speak the truth about me. Yes, yes. And we keep shrinking ourselves for others' comfort. We do not become small for people who refuse to grow. Come you got to stop shrinking back because you're whoever don't want to grow. Amen. And they are using you as a crutch to stay the way they are. Yes. We overcompensate for our failures. I need my voice to speak healing and hope. I need my voice to share the love of Jesus. I need my voice in order to stay free. Your relationship should be truthful, transparent, and honest. Are you the friend? I'm going to break it all the way down to first grade. Are you the friend that if one of your friend's breath was completely off, do you just sit there like, or do you speak the truth? If you are a friend to them, that is an elementary example. But we will let our friends fall clean off the hook, clean off the bridge without telling them the truth. And all you got to do is say, hey, you're a little tart. You want some gum? I mean, it's, it's a way to tell the truth. It may hurt them because their pride will be hurt, but it's better for you to tell them than a stranger. Are you a friend if you can't be truthful, transparent, and honest? Is there a major difference in what you display and who you really are? We are, we have an obligation to truth. And you know, some people in our lives, they're like mosquitoes. I don't know your purpose in my life, you know? And like we said, we have those three rings. And, you know, they, they constantly migrate. You might go from the middle to the outside. You may go from the outside to the middle. But I tell you this, all of them are necessary. That outer ring is important because sometimes you don't want to talk about nothing. You just want to kick it with somebody. Uh-huh. So that's important. But you need to build and pursue relationships, build and pursue. And then one of the Ten Commandments is you shall give no false testimony against your neighbor. Mm-hmm. So you have to respect, you have to show respect for the truth, for the reputation of others. That's another problem. The problem is we feel we have to earn everything, even the stuff freely given to us. And love and acceptance has made a slave a slaves of misery. There is no relationship without confrontation. You must confront. If there's an argument, you you don't know if you have a friendship until you have a real argument and be like, now let's go to dinner. You don't know what you have until it's tested. What are some of the immediate boundaries that you need to set to make your life happier? Who are you going to give your time to? Who gets too much of your time? Who gets too much of your money when you can't afford to do it? Who are you overcompensating for that you have not forgiven yourself for? Who is suffering because you have no boundaries? Who are you? The teacher has been in your pain. We know each, we know each time we make a decision, whether it's a healthy or it's not. We don't have to wait for the aftermath. Here's the cycle. No boundaries. You have resentment, 
anger and bitterness and yes. hatred. Yes. You're going to get you might have you might have a little resentment now, but then you get to anger and then you get to bitterness and then you get to hatred all because I don't speak the truth. Yes. I don't speak the truth. Yes. In the beginning it's going to hurt to decide to speak your boundaries. Yes. Remember this is a new way of life for you. The new way is to be honest. Until we're willing to actually say our truth. This is what the sinner is looking for. Mm -hmm. The sinner is looking for somebody transparent and somebody that's completely changed. And we can't expect others to do what we don't expect, what we don't do for ourselves. You must love yourself. And then you must love your neighbor enough to speak the truth. Y'all, this is just, these are some elementary principles. Yes, we're talking about raising the dead and doing all of this stuff. But until you love yourself, until you can accept the love of God, then it's all of naught. You are living, you are a living fraud until you're willing to open your mouth tell your truth and not be not worry about the cost you can't control the person but you must speak your truth you must speak the truth and there is a difference you can it may hurt but it won't harm them but it would definitely help them Thank you so much for your time. I pray that you got something out of us. I couldn't break down the scripture and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I just know how simple it is to speak a deliverance and you have to speak your truth. Be delivered in Jesus name and practice your freedom. Thank you so much. And you have a great night and be free, be and stay free in Jesus name. What a word, what a word, what a word. Amen. Simple truth. Isn't that something? And a lot of times we we go all the way around the barnyard. We talk about people, but we need to talk to people. That's what we need to do. Amen. But amen. If Sister Branch didn't bring us a word tonight, right down on the earth, something that you can live with. And I was just thinking about one of the disciples that Jesus had. And one day Peter came out to Jesus and said, I don't care, all men can forsake you, but I will never forsake you. Jesus looked at him and told him to say, Peter, before the cock can crow three times, you are going to deny me. No, 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 no. But he told him the truth. But after you tell people the truth and they repent, look what Jesus did for Peter. He said, go tell my, after the resurrection, he said, go tell my disciple and yes. Peter, yes. let him come. Amen. And Peter felt like he, could, he couldn't get there, but that's what love do. Love does the impossible. Love and let God love you. Amen. What a word. We thank God for our sister Danielle and everything she's been through so that she could bring us this type of a word from God, speaking from her heart. That is what's important. We don't need people putting on shows. We need people that can speak from their heart. Somebody who have had the word to come into their heart, massage their heart with the word of God, and now they are ready to give that word to us. We thank God for that.